Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello, everyone. I'm so excited to share with you today what is living your extraordinary life and what if you can't dream big. Stick with me. We are going to go through literally a step-by-step process of how to help you dream big. Are you ready to ignite your life to live the life of your dreams? Welcome to Ignite Your Life Radio with inspiring life coach, experienced yoga educator, author, and inspirational speaker, Laura Erdman Lund. Laura has inspired hundreds of clients for more than two decades to live happier, more inspiring lives. In fact, her goal for you is nothing less than your extraordinary life, a life that is full of purpose, deeply fulfilling, and vibrantly joyful for you. Join her as she discusses living an inspired life in today's world. And now, the Ignite Your Life show with Laura. Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning, good morning. Um, So for those of you who don't know, I'm here in Minnesota, and we just went through winter storm Kayla, so it's been a very exciting 24 hours for us. Kids came home early from school, and then they went late to school, so I actually have my little dude still home with me this morning. It's kind of an unusual day, and a very beautiful day, I might add. I actually am very happily ensconced in living in Minnesota, I love winter, I love the snow, and it is so beautiful outside. I wish you could all see it. So I had to kind of giggle because I I plan my radio show just one week in advance, and I tend to be more off the cuff. So I like to be more off the cuff, a little less planning, because I always just talk about what's on my mind. And it's a little harder with the radio show. I mean, I can do that on Periscope, a little harder with the radio show because I need to plan ahead a little. So... Um, just before I do my radio show, I would look back and see what did I say I was going to talk about last week because I always planned it on Thursday. And I had to giggle because I read the description and I thought, holy cow, I bit off quite a bit of what I wanted to talk about with y'all today. So we are going to try and get through this lickety split. I want to go through point by point and I will totally do a part two if I feel like it's getting a little bit long. We're going to keep it as short and sweet and inspirational as we can. Now before I get going, I want to tell you that this living your extraordinary life is, is this is my thing. I mean, this is what I love to do. I love to help people get to that place of life is so amazing and I am living my dream because it is that dream that is make, is helping you live your purpose, sharing with the world, sharing your gifts, um, whatever they might be. And it doesn't necessarily have to be for the world, which we're going to talk about in, in a minute. It could be just that one person you're supposed to inspire in this lifetime. So I have a manifesto. It's a manifesto, nine signs that you are living your extraordinary life. And a manifesto is simply a public declaration of something you are committing to do. And I happen to know as a life coach that when we publicly commit, and however publicly that is, and we write something down, do you know if you write something down, you are 200% more likely to achieve it? And if you tell somebody, doesn't matter who that somebody is, it could be your taxi driver or the, the um, cash person, the registered person at the grocery store. If you tell someone about something, you're 400% more likely to achieve it. So a manifesto is a very powerful tool indeed, and I have one, and it's very beautiful, and it's yours. And I would really love for you to have it if you go to Laura Erdman Month, all one word, dot com, um, forward slash manifesto, you can grab your own. And right now I'm also giving away a free teleclass that I teach with it. 
there's a little workbook. I take you through each of the nine signs and how to take each of those signs a little bit further. So I encourage you to go out, grab that for yourself. I would love for you to have it. Also, be sure to follow me on Periscope. I want to continue to inspire you besides this once-a-week-ish kind of radio show. Um, I do do scopes pretty often, and like I said, they're kind of a little more off the cuff. I answer questions that people are asking me. It's a really fun place to be, and that's at Muse Laura is where you can find me there. All right, so let's get going. I went through the description of what I said I was going to talk about to make sure I covered every single point for you all. The first one is what is living an extraordinary life? Okay, your extraordinary life is that life, you ready? You might want to write this down. That life that is deeply fulfilling, full of purpose, and vibrantly joyful for you, whatever that might be. And whatever that might be for you. And it's interesting because I, for me, in my head, when I first started talking about this, like, my goodness, it was maybe 10 or 12 years ago, <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> when I started to, to um, when I started to work with living your extraordinary life. And I, for me, it was always, what is most inspiring for you? You know, what is it you want to do? And I was amazed at how many people assumed that what I was talking about was inspiring thousands. Like, the only way you could have an extraordinary life is if you became Oprah or Michael Jordan or Mother Teresa. And that is not what I mean at all. And, in fact, one of my best friends is a stay-at-home mom, and she's always been my inspiration for extraordinary living. She is actually a chiropractor by trade. But she decided to stay home when she had her kids and actually didn't go back to work until they were in junior high, I believe, and went back part-time. And when I started talking about extraordinary life, she goes, yeah, now it's just not the time for me for that. And I looked at her and I said, you're one of my inspirations for extraordinary living. And she said, what are you talking about? I said, you love being a stay-at-home mom. You're totally embracing it. You are, um, there's no regrets, there's no frustration, there's no guilt, there's no shame. Like you are in it, 100% heart and soul. And that to me is extraordinary living. Does that make sense? And there's a huge piece to this too, is to remember that all of us are living our extraordinary life to the best of our ability right now, right? I mean, we naturally want to reach for the best all the time. However, when we aren't conscious of what we're reaching for, if you will, we don't reach far enough. And a lot of this work, what I want to take you through today and what I do in my practice is help people realize where they're holding back. Where are you holding back so you're not reaching far enough? And you know what? For her, it was realizing, wow, this is my extraordinary life and this feels really good. And I am already there. And that was pretty cool when she got there. Okay, so why is it important to find your extraordinary life? Well, I really believe your extraordinary life is actually your life's purpose. And it, that may change. I mean, I do believe we do have a true life purpose. That's a whole other show. But I also believe that, that we have different seasons in our life for different things. And they could be micro-purposes, if you will. And that's when we feel satisfied, when we are really living up to what we are here for, what we are put on this earth to do, what we are put on this earth to share, whatever it might be, that leads, a satis- leads to a satisfying life. I want you, <coughs> excuse me, on your deathbed to be able to look back 
and with a small smile on your face, say that was a life well lived. And you know, when I say that, when I'm speaking, I can look out on the audience and I can feel the energy drop. I know people are thinking, yeah, I'm not there yet. I am not feeling like I am fully living up to my capabilities right now in this space. I am not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I am tolerating so many places in my life. And I'm here to tell you it's not too late. I don't care what age you are. I actually have a college student who's one of my clients now, and I'm so excited to be working with her. It is so amazing to be able to help a young one be able to shape their life at such an early stage. But you know what? My average age for a client is 55. I have people in their 80s working with me going, okay, what do I want to be when I grow up? You know, what is it I want to be doing right now? I'm still not satisfied. And and a lot of people feel like, well, that comes from our culture, how we're always reaching for more. I'm like, well, maybe. I'm going to give you that. that. That could be a little piece of it. But I think more than that, it's us not living up to our full capabilities. It's not living consciously. It's not creating what it is that we really, really want. So what makes this hard for some people? And you know what? Let me just say, this is really hard for everybody. (coughs) I'm sorry. I keep coughing right into the phone. My apologies. Um, Figuring out your extraordinary life that life that's deeply fulfilling, et cetera, et cetera. You need to start by dreaming. You need to start by dreaming about what you really, 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 really want. And if you've followed me a long time, you know that's kind of my catchphrase. Four reallys, the fourth one is italicized. What do you really, 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 really want? What do you desire? And that's really hard for most of us. Now, there are two kinds of people in the world. There are the practicals and the dreamers. Practicals are people who are, well, practical. Can't even imagine 2 to 3% beyond what you already have. You're very good at making plans. You're probably well set for retirement. You're in your job. You've got that, that security. You go from job to job, and you make sure your income goes up every time. You're very practical. You can't even imagine what it is you really want. Because I've never thought about it, never really dreamed. And then on the other side, we have dreamers. And these are the people who think of pie-in-the-sky ideas. But nothing ever happens with them. Nothing ever, no part of their dream ever becomes reality. I think we all know people like that. And we're all somewhere on that spectrum, y'all. And I will tell you, I am somewhere in the middle. I do a little bit of both. <clears throat> but what we really need, the world needs dreamers and the world needs doers. But more than anything, the world needs dreamers who do. Okay? Sarah Bethnack, well, Sarah Van Bresnack, one of my favorite, favorite quotes. The world needs dreamers who do. And that's what I do in my coaching. I am so good at helping you dream. What do you really want? All right, what are we going to do today? to get you closer to that. Is that dream 10 years away? Is it five years away? Is it one year away? Let's break it down into steps, into concrete, tangible steps. Okay? Now, here's one of the things, though, about our culture. Our culture does not support dreaming. 
So even those dreamers could have dreaming knocked out of them from constantly being reminded you need to be realistic, you need to be practical. And I always see it as it's like our, our dream is the inside of an onion buried over layers and layers and layers of fear and I can't have this and I don't deserve this and I'm not good enough and whatever your thing is, Dreaming can also be hard because it might feel materialistic. You know, your big dream might be, well, let me share one of mine. Okay, so my big dream, I actually have a very modest home. I live in a very modest home. It's a side-by-side, like a little townhome, um, which I absolutely love. I I loved it the moment I stepped into it, the energy, and it is very clean and really, really lovely. And it was so much more than my husband and I moved in, gosh, what was it, 13 years ago. And it was so much more than we thought we would be able to afford. So it was so exciting to find this amazing house that felt so good with this beautiful yard in this great neighborhood um, that was within our budget. But I have craved living in a big, beautiful house. And it felt so materialistic that I wouldn't even go there. I wouldn't even think about it. But you know what I realized ultimately is I I really do like homes that feel complete, meaning they were designed, they were decorated by interior decorator. I am not an interior decorator by any stretch of the imagination. It is not my strong suit. But it makes me feel calmer. It puts me in a good space. So now I've added it to my dream. Like, I don't need a big house. It's just that when we go to those big houses and we look at them, afraid of homes, that kind of thing, we look at model homes, it felt like it was the big house that made me feel good. But it wasn't at all. It was just the well-appointed house that just kind of made me feel relaxed and calm. And it's, um, it, it was easy on my eye, if you will. So... And I'm sorry, I just got totally off track. But we're talking about things being materialistic. One of the things I want to share with you is, again, your desire could be buried under layers and layers and layers of onion. And you want to begin by just looking at what you desire. What do you really want? And letting yourself, without judgment, without any kind of judgment, let yourself explore what that desire is and think, Huh, why? Like, for example, me with a big house, I just kept, st- I stopped myself all the time. Oh, too materialistic. We don't need a big house. We have a great house, which we do. <clears throat> but until I stopped and said, okay, but the truth is, I really do want this house. Why do I want it? And, you know, that's when I started to realize, wow, I just want something that feels good, that feels designed. And actually, then I was able to pull some of those items, some of, that, I, some of those ideas into my current home, which makes me feel even better in my own home. But there's another great story I wanted to share with you. This comes from a different life coach. Um, (coughs) Excuse me again. A really amazing life coach. And it really brings this idea of don't worry about if you feel like you're being materialistic. So as a life coach, I've been meeting with this man for three months. And every call, she said, what do you want? And every call, his response was, I don't know. Finally, after three months, he finally blurted, all right, fine, I want a sports car. But that seems so materialistic, I don't even want to go there. 
Now, she, being the amazing coach she is, said, oh, that's great. Go test drive one. And he did. Came back to the next call, and he said, no, that wasn't it. And she said, but what did you like? And he said, you know, I like to drive fast. And she said, all right. So and I'm going to shorten this. In fact, I read it years and years and years ago, but I remember the whole, whole story. But at some point, he became a pit crew for NASCAR, and she's like, that's great. What do you like? And he said, well, you know, it's not really for me, but I, I really like to touch the cars. He ultimately became a metal sculptor and actually a world-famous metal sculptor at that, as I recall, if I recall it correctly. And his only access to that desire was a sports car. You see what I'm saying? You know, if you can see my hands, I've got it in a fist. And that's that dream. That's that desire to be a metal sculptor. That's his gift to the world. That's what he's sharing. But it's hidden underneath layers and layers and layers of whatever his fears were, whatever his limiting beliefs were, the only access, the only sunlight that came through of this deeper desire was a sports car. And until he was able to say, all right, I'm going to relax and I'm going to start really looking at this, he never would have figured it out. Now, that didn't mean he went out and bought a sports car, although maybe he would have. You know, if you have the money and it's something you really want, I'd say go for it. But he allowed himself to investigate, and that's the key. Okay? So that's one thing I want you to think about is no longer doing any kind of judgment around whatever it is that you want. Honor everything. Okay. That being said, what do you do to figure it out? Well, that step number one is what we just talked about. Honor what you want. There's no room for judgment. Just let whatever come up be this fascinating experiment. Now, if you can, step number two, if you can, set aside some time to do this work. Create some space in your life. Now, I know a lot of my clients are like, I don't have time, and I get that because I don't feel that way either. So using your commuting time where you put on relaxing music or you sit in silence and you contemplate it can definitely be, you know, that, that's a possibility for sure. Um, but if you can set aside some time, I find it really helpful to get out of my usual spaces because that has... That has the old energy, if you will. That old way of being is in those spaces. This is one of the reasons I lead retreats, and I love leading retreats. So get on my mailing list. If you get the manifesto, you'll be on my mailing list. Find out where my next retreat is. Um, Right now I'm not leading retreats, but I plan to restart in 2017. I'm so excited. But when you think about it, when you travel, don't you feel like you're in a new space? It's like you can see things differently. You can see from a higher perspective. So if you can do that for yourself on a microcosmic level, get away for a weekend and stay in a hotel, or just go out for lunch someday, take an afternoon off of work, do it by yourself. This work is important. It is worth taking some time out of your life, even if it's just for a couple of hours to do it. And then start yourself, start your workout by doing stuff that helps you feel grounded. So things that help you feel really good, maybe a bath, 
a walk in nature, um, reading something that's inspirational, chatting with a friend who inspires you. Do the things that help you feel good. And if you're not quite sure what those are, keep in mind of what doesn't make you feel good, like vegging in front of the TV for hours, um, scrolling down Facebook forever. That's like a time suck like no other. Um, <clears throat> eating lots of sweets. You know how that leaves you feeling icky? <clears throat> so go there and then say, okay, so what helps me feel good? Because sometimes knowing what doesn't make you feel good helps you figure out what does make you feel good. So the better you feel, the more connected you're going to become to, to your higher self who knows all. Okay, that part of you has this great, insightful um, information for you, and we want to tap into it. So the better you feel, the better you will be able to access that. Okay, now, this is a suggestion only for those of you for whom this works. Have a glass of wine. I actually find a glass of wine very helpful for letting down some of my limiting beliefs. One, not two. Um, If that's true for you, fabulous, go ahead and use it. And I have this one particular restaurant I like to go to all by myself. I have a glass of wine and a salad because salad always leaves me feeling good. And I'm telling you, I always can find my next level of my dream when I do that. It's really powerful. It's almost like my psyche knows when I walk into that restaurant all by myself and I order that same thing. It just knows that we're going to the next level. Then begin to dream and think about the different areas of your life. And the main ones I always like to look at are what do I want to be able to say about my relationships? And think about your intimate ones. Think about a relationship with your family, with your close friends. Is there anything I want to change? Is there anything that would make it better? Think about your finances. Finances. Is there anything you want to change there? Think about your health. Anything you want to change there. What do you want to be able to say about your health? I don't care if you don't think it's possible. And this is not a place for limiting limitations or judgments. Okay? Put it down. The fourth thing is your career. What is it you really want to be when you grow up? I don't care if you're 80. What do you want to be when you grow up? <coughs> Now, two last thoughts for you before I close, and I'm going to just fit all of this in. As I mentioned before, and I want to remind you again, we are all living our extraordinary life to the best of our ability right now. Yes, really. This work is about waking up and realizing not only can you be, do, and and have more, you deserve to have that more, and you will serve the world better. Again, it doesn't matter if it's just that one person you're here to inspire to be that amazing mom to two fabulous kids like my friend is. Or if you're here to inspire millions. Extraordinary life is your life that's purposeful and joyful. Your life. And what that is for you. Also keep in mind that extraordinary living is not an end zone kind of game. It's not like, I'm there, I'm done, woo don't have to do anymore. Absolutely not. Okay, wherever we are in this process, there's always a little further to go, and that's not a bad thing. It's not like, oh, great, I'll never be there. 
No. The point is there's always room for more joy, more purpose. How cool is that? And every step you take brings you more joy and more purpose. Finally, as your life coach, I guarantee you aren't done. No matter what you come up with this first round, it's not big enough. No one dreams big enough their first round. And I've been doing this for decades, and I'm still growing, realizing, wow, I'm capable of more. I'm capable of serving the world more. I'm capable of more. All you're doing is reaching for what you think you can do right now. And as you grow and evolve into that, you'll realize you're capable of even more. It's awesome work. So revisit your dream regularly. The more you stretch your life, the more you will know you're capable of creating. Then go for it. Walk towards this life you are creating. Whew, I did it. I got through everything. Now, there are nine signs that you are living your extraordinary life on my manifesto, and I'll probably be going through them on the radio show. I'm also periscoping them. But you can get your own copy as well as a teleclass of me taking you through each of those. It was um, a unique course or a workshop I did uh, a while ago. More Erdman Lunt, one word, no hyphen, dot com, forward slash manifesto. Go grab your copy. We'll probably be talking about it next week. Like I said, I always plan that a week ahead, so we'll see tomorrow what I feel like I'm going to be talking about next week. And also be sure you follow me on Periscope, at Muse Laura, and find my Facebook page. Okay, facebook.com forward slash Laura Erdman Lunt, E-R-D-M-A-N-L-U-N-T-Z. I hang out there a lot. I post some fabulous stuff. And also, that's where I get a lot of messages. So feel free to comment there, post there, um, send me a message. And if it's a question I can answer on Periscope, I would be happy to, or via the radio show. I've done questions on the radio show before as well. So I'm happy to support you. Um, as we go along. All right. So glad, so honored that you joined me for this half hour. This was a long show. <laughs> Usually I try and keep them at 15 to 20 minutes. I did commit to quite a bit in today's show. Um, I'm so honored that you've taken this time to spend with me. I look forward to spending more time with you. May this inspire you to live your extraordinary life. All right. Go out and have a spectacular day. <laughs>